The Fuzzy Mike presents This Week in Sports. <laughs> yes, they do. And so do athletes. In fact, I think what some athletes have said this past week is even more shocking and incredulous than the things kids say. Leading off, we have Carlos Correa, who won his first career gold glove this past season as shortstop for the American League champions, Houston Astros. Appearing on the Me Guston Los Deportes podcast, Correa went deep in the hole regarding the five gold gloves New York Yankees shortstop Derek Jeter was awarded during his 20-year Hall of Fame career. The translation? Derek Jeter, how many gold gloves did he win? Correa asked. Five, I think he won. Derek Jeter didn't deserve any. Correa referenced fielding analytics, comparing Jeter's career minus 165 defensive runs saved to Correa's DRS of 67 in his seven-year career. Yet another way that analytics has changed baseball, and not for the better. Jeter posed the question I immediately had when I'd heard this for the first time. I don't know how my name was brought up, but it doesn't even warrant a response. Agreed. Jeter retired in 2014. Correa made his Major League Baseball debut in 2015. It's not like Jeter took any gold gloves away from Correa. They were never in the league at the same time. Jeter went on to say this regarding Correa's statement. I can go in a lot of different directions when I want. He's right. He could have banged on Correa like a metal trash can, but he didn't. However, in not going any direction, Jeets, you actually did go a direction. The high road. Which, as we've long known, is a road former world heavyweight champion Mike Tyson has traveled considerably. Tyson admitted a while back that he smoked marijuana right before his comeback fight against Roy Jones Jr. And he was actually high in the ring. Now Tyson, in a recent interview at a Florida psychedelics conference, claims to have, quote, died the first time he tripped on toad venom. The toad is the Sonoran Desert toad. Its venom can be smoked to produce a short psychoactive trip, said Tyson. I died during my first trip. In my trips, I've seen that death is beautiful. The toad has taught me that I'm not going to be here forever. There's an expiration date. Tyson has said using the toad stripped him of his big ego. Quote, People see the difference in me. If you knew me in 1989, you knew a different person. The toad's whole purpose is to reach your highest potential. Yes, highest potential. Perfect choice of words, champ. And we move from one world champ to another. Boxing has given us two athletes say the darndest things moment this week. In the final news conference leading up to their championship fight, champion Terrence Bud Crawford and Sean Porter had this to say about each other. I respect everything that Sean do. Like I said, you know, Sean is athletic. He can box. He can bang. He can, you know, move around in the ring. You know, he can cut corners and take angles. So I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't respect anything that he do. I just think I do a lot of things better than Sean. And this is why this fight is so great for the world of boxing and for TV. I would say the exact same thing he said, and I believe it. And what did multi-time champion and ESPN analyst Timothy Bradley say about that? <laughs> I'm going to let you guys know right away. 
that press conference was boring. <laughs> That's not the way you sell pay-per-views at the end of the day. He's got a point. Animosity sells. Here are some clips from the lead-up to Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant for the undisputed super middleweight championship. You don't know my level. And you will see. November 6th. You think that's funny? Yeah. Well, keep laughing. You keep laughing, motherfucker, because you know when you're going to find out? Real soon. That kind of talk right there led to a sold-out gate of over 16,000 in Las Vegas and shattered the pay-per-view expectations with 800,000 buys, 300,000 more than projected. But after the fight, which Alvarez won by 11th round knockout, this exchange between Alvarez and Plant in the ring was caught by Showtime cameras. And that's the way you do it. Talk all the trash you want, leading up to the fight, the game, whatever. That's good business. And when it's over, go ahead and make nice. That is great business. People love humble winners and embrace gracious losers, which in the long run makes you a winner. Now, our final athlete saying the darndest things this week. Is kind of going about that the complete opposite way, doing his trash talking way after the fact. In promoting his book, Unguarded, released on November 9th, we're hearing a Scotty Pippen we have never heard before. Out of the gate with GQ Sports, Pip wanted to set the record straight on what the book is not about. It's not a book to talk about Michael Jordan. It would have been a different book had it been that. Then what is the book about? I just wanted to let people know and set the record straight that I was as great a player as Michael Jordan. Two clips, two mentions about MJ, by Scotty. But that's what everyone wants to talk about. Even when Pippen appeared on WGN Morning News in Chicago, the topic of Mike was brought up. This time, Pip was having none of it. You you were critical of Michael as a as a as a teammate. His you style. really making this on Michael's? No head. no 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 I'm not. You know, Here we go. I kind of gave Here's in it. and thought maybe if I answered it with your first thing that you would maybe talk about the book. But this, this is really it. This is the pivot. Deal about about Michael. Uh, this my, is the pivot. My book is really about the story of the greatest basketball team of all time. Yeah. And not only that, the greatest era of basketball of all time. And I felt like that that was led by me. And again, going back to GQ, Pip is steadfastly sticking to that last claim. I'm not just talking about that one instance. I'm mm -hmm. talking about a documentary where, you know, someone glorified themselves. That yeah. was where I'm talking. I'm talking about the press who feels that Michael Jordan was carrying the Bulls in the 90s. Well... If my mind and my record is straight, mm -hmm. Tony Kukoc is a Hall of Famer. Dennis Rotman is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Scottie Pippen is a Hall of Famer. In listening to many of his interviews this week and reading excerpts from the book, Pippen believes he was equal to or better than MJ because he was a better teammate. He has a strong belief in team concept. 
He breaks it down here using Tom Brady as his example. It's hard to place Tom Brady at the top of the NFL. Even though he's won a lot of championships, there are almost 70 players on each team. So is he playing on every side of the football? Is he on kickoff? Is he on the punch return? Because if he ain't playing all them roles, then he got to give credit to his team. Uh, Scotty? Hold on a second there. Here's what TB12 had to say right after the game where he threw his 600th career touchdown pass, making him the only quarterback in NFL history to reach that milestone. Here, check this out. I believe um, I'm just very lucky to play with so many great players and teammates over the years to, uh, you know, I just try to do my job as best I can. And I have amazing people on the receiving end of those over 22, 22 seasons. So nothing in this sport is done as an individual. Oh, missed on that shot. But the round mound of rebound, Hall of Famer Charles Barkley, he's going to clear this up for you and for us. I've always liked Scotty. I thought he was a very good player. But like I say, it just seems like I've just got to go big game hunting because if I talk bad about big time people, it's going to get clicks and I'm going to sell some books. Look, what Scotty has given us with Unguarded is a glimpse into his time with the Bulls and the NBA. However, the underlying theme is a direct look into the life of a guy who was the youngest of 12 children who grew up in a small Arkansas town, Hamburg, Arkansas, population roughly 3,000. A guy who didn't get any college scholarship offers, had to walk on at an NAIA school, then went on to become one of the 50 greatest players in NBA history. He's damn proud of what he accomplished, but always has and forever will be looked at as the Bulls' second-best individual player. There's a difference between attention and recognition. Attention is something you seek when you're a kid with 11 older siblings. Recognition is what you get when you lead your small-town high school basketball team to the state playoffs and earn all-conference honors. Attention is what you get when you're a player on the Chicago Bulls in the 90s, the most dominant team of an era. Recognition is what you don't get, however, playing with Michael Jordan. Pip, your team first belief, as you write about and proclaim in interviews, put you in the shadow of MJ, and, unfortunately for you, until you write a book or do an interview without mentioning him, his shadow will always hover over you, and you'll never get the sunshine you say you deserve. This has been The Week in Sports.